Hello again, and welcome to the master's voice. I am celestial and you are welcome to this channel to old and new subscribers. You are very welcome. Please adjust your streaming settings. If they're not clear, I know for me, when I check these videos back, sometimes they're very fuzzy. So you can adjust them at the top. Um, there should be three dots in a menu and you can adjust them there, or maybe on a tablet or a laptop, you look at the bottom until you see a little cog icon, and then you can adjust the quality. We are still in the supernatural series, and I am looking at a particular aspect at the Lord's request, because I was headed in, still heading in the giants, angels, aliens direction, but the Lord inter intervened, um, a day ago or a few days ago and said to start covering transhumanism and the hybridism that we can expect to see in the end times. So, um, traditionally speaking, these are areas, even aliens, even fallen angels, even the fact that there are Nephilim in the earth in those days. And after that, which would make it our days, these issues are rarely to never covered in the traditional church setting. And I have to tell you that this is a detriment to the church. How so? If the church of Jesus Christ is expected by the Lord God to be the vanguard, right? So a vanguard is the first push. It is the tip of the spear, right? It's the cutting edge of something. If God expects his church, for these are God's expectations. If God expects his church to be at the cutting edge of understanding the deeper questions that affect humanity. This is physically, emotionally, mentally, and especially spiritually. If God expects us to be the vanguard, which means the leaders informing and influencing the thought, understanding, teaching, and revelations of the things that will affect the human race in the end times, which we are in, by the way. And yet the church is all the way at the back. The church is that kid that can't keep up with the rest of the other kids. So we can't keep up either because the information is not being made available or when the information is being made available, we don't have the ability to absorb it. We don't have the ability to receive it. We do not have the necessary groundwork laid in us already by the generations that have come before to teach these things in such a way that we are now prepared when the Lord begins to open up the deeper mystery of them. Now, I'm, no, I'm in no way bringing a blanket indictment against teachers of old that have come before, because the Bible says when the angel came to Daniel and gave Daniel certain revelations in the book of Daniel, the angel did say to Daniel, seal up these books for these pertain to the time of the end. So what does that mean? I think it's in first Corinthians chapter two, where the Lord is, where Paul is revealing that God has these things called mysteries, mysteries, hidden mysteries. And what Paul says about these mysteries is that the first thing is that you can't reveal them to babes. 
which means somebody that has a very low level of understanding in Christianity. Now, this is unfortunately not limited to new Christians. There are people who have been in Christianity for a ton of time and for reasons that are best known to themselves. They have been practicing a very lukewarm and complacent form of Christianity. They don't want to sharpen it. They don't want to build it. They're quite comfortable where they are with the reckless love gospel. And as a result, we find ourselves here now entering what will be difficult and troubling times. And these people have a low level of understanding. So when they read the word, it is hard for them to understand it. Or sometimes they just don't read the word at all. They just pick up everything that they know from watching YouTube videos and online pastors and going to, uh, this is something I talked to the Lord about these Christian experiences, soaking experiences, experiences where it was just, oh, it was so powerful. And then these people think that they can live off of this candy and Twinkie lifestyle, except that we all know that sugar is not the best basis for a healthy biological system. It will crash on you one day. And the result is even as it says in the Bible perishing. So those people, babes cannot receive. And then the Bible also says in that same first Corinthians chapter two, that the carnal man cannot receive the things of God. So when these things are coming forth, carnal Christians, Christians that are fulfilling their flesh, as well as carnal people, people who have no use for God also cannot receive these things. And then there is the Pharisee set people who are so set in the way that Christianity has been taught traditionally that to get them to come away from those warm fireside chats with these gray haired people who have been on TBN and other such, um, channels for such a long time. And they have presented the gospel in a way that has basically locked in that demographic. It is very hard for a certain generation to come out of the knowledge of what they knew into the new. So what is God to do in these circumstances? Paul is saying that God has kept these mysteries for the end times. And if you also read in first Corinthians chapter three, it says that God has then given these mysteries to stewards and God requires those stewards to be faithful. So God is saying that at a certain time he would unbox these things. I'm not going to call them goodies because they are clearly not good, but all things that God has for us are good because this is God's own expression of love. This is the way that God has decided to bless the end times church by telling them in detail what to expect. So if a man is making a journey and sends a runner before him to announce the man is on his way, the man is coming, then even if the runner says, some will be persecuted for 10 days and put into prison for his sake. But he said that he is coming after. We may have to flee to the mountains, but he says, take heart. He is coming after. Some may be persecuted. And the Bible says that we will be hated of all men for our faith in him. But he says that he is coming after. Then this is the father's expression of love to say, indeed, these things shall come upon you. But I I'm coming after. And so today's prophecy is more understanding of what this thing called transhumanism is. Uh, there's so many definitions of transhumanism. And of course, when you are the mastermind of a particular thing, then you will try to put it across in a way that makes you and your thing look 
its best. So transhumanism basically calls itself a philosophical movement, just going to do those little fingers, uh, the we don't believe you fingers. It's called a philosophical movement that is looking at the holistic improvement of man that's us by using the modules and methods of technology to present a heightened, a heightened human experience. That's what they say. However, philosophical things are basically things where people sit around drinking expensive coffee and having pastry and talking about ideas that find failure to land. So that famous, if a tree falls in the forest, will anyone hear it? Two people could sit and argue about that from millions of viewpoints. But that kind of discussion doesn't actually affect anything on the ground. Philosophy is largely an exploration of ideas that may or may not, mostly may not, affect your daily life. And the reason that we can then discern that transhumanism is a lie is because transhumanism is a very physical intervention in the human body. So it is not metaphysical and it is not pie in the sky and it is definitely not philosophical. It is the physical process of being told, don't sue me, Walt Disney, like Aladdin, new lamps for old, new lamps for old. Bring in your old lamps and we will give you a new lamp. And so transhumanism physically touches your flesh. So before I go into the prophecy, I will just give you this one idea to chew on before we begin to break this thing down. Why would the devil be interested in getting humanity to exchange this old lamp, the old body for a new one? Is it because Satan has been revealed to us in these last days as the biggest philanthropist of all time? Is Satan very concerned with the human being's mortal condition? Does he care about our thoughts, our feelings, and our daily strivings as man? Is Satan going to be the new um, tech entrepreneur who wants to show us how much better life can be if we follow his way? Or is it simply the old age question from the beginning of time, which is everything that God loves, the devil hates, and everything that God prescribes as right for humanity. Satan will rise up in his normal serpentine form and say, did God really say? This is a great way to keep yourself out of trouble generally as a Christian. When you come across any question in life, you will always end up in trouble if you do not know what the Bible says about that. So the first group of people who end up in trouble with God are people who lack the knowledge on what God says on certain things. And as we will discover in this prophecy, the majority of people the world over lack information on what God's views are concerning everything under the sun. And so that's the first group of people who always go astray. The second group of people who go astray are people who have a working knowledge of what God says, but are not convinced. So that's a lot of your seeker sensitive crowd, the people moving from church to church, movement to movement, new age, Baha'i, and whatever else they have. 
wearing the orange robes, robes and chanting about Krishna and different things. Those people may have a general idea of the main themes in Christianity, but because they are not interested in a fully immersed commitment to Christianity, they see the things that God says as suppositions, like dials on a radio. You can dial it up, you can dial it down, you can basically tweak it to suit you, but it's not something, it's not a philosophy or a life goal that they want to internalize and follow. The next group of people are people who definitely know what God says, but then because of prevailing wisdom in the earth, they are existing on a mobile plane. So kind of like this. So they're flowing along according to what is popular in society from time to time, or what will not get them judged by other people. Or you notice that these people even change depending on what group of people they're with. The next group of people are people who know what God says about a thing and are committed to keeping it. They want to keep God's law, but now because of personalized weaknesses embedded in the person, when temptation comes, the root in them is withered. So these people love God and they study the word and they know it, but these people do not have a deep tap root that goes into the earth taps into the living water of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so when heat comes, their roots quickly withers up. And before you know it, you find them joining the first groups of people. The last group of people are people who have been weathered in Christ. That means it's the Bible first, it's the Bible last. It's the Bible on all days of the week that end with why. It's the Bible always. It is the word of God first, and whatever the word says, I believe. I will not support anything opposite to God's views. If you ask me what my views are on anything, my views are, what did God say? That's that last group of people. Those are what I call hard weather, long wearing saints. Saints that can fit in all weather and that have long wear, almost like a lifetime warranty. Finding that kind of Christian is extremely rare in these end times because there are multiple pressures, temptations, and voices that are bombarding the first four groups, which makes them easy to fall away, and even bombarding the last group. The Bible says, if possible, even the elect. The Bible is basically telling you, we're going right past all the other groups that are easy to fool, right past all the other groups that have no commitment to the word of God, right past all the other groups that can't even tell false from real, right past all the other groups as, as soon as you make a few well-spoken suggestions, they'll say, sure, I'll try it. We're going right past all those groups, even to the elect. Satan will even try to crop slaves and servants out of that final group, the elect group. So these warnings are coming from God as love to let you know that it is time to self-examine. 
It is time to look at what you call Christianity and see if it truly matches up with the word of God or if it is just something that you have put together with a few different Legos that looks and sounds good to you, a few from YouTube, a few from your friend chat group, a lot from Facebook and some from the Bible and most from your pastor who is only telling you what you need to hear to keep the numbers up and you cobble that all together and tell yourself, this is Christianity. But as we're going to talk about today. Refinement and commitment to the faith are prerequisites to stand before the King of glory when he comes. And so let us go to this thing. The end of the age hybrids. I saw this was a vision. So I saw this vision on January the 19th, 2022, just a few months ago. And the banner scripture is this verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters not by the door, into the sheepfold, but climbs in some other way. That same is a thief and a robber. So what the Lord is saying is, if you see anyone entering into the sheepfold where I've kept my precious sheep, the saints, but he doesn't come in by the gate that is built into the sheepfold, which the farmer will do, but you see him climbing into the sheepfold from the left wall or the right, or trying to creep in at the bottom, automatically you should cry out thief robber for that one is not the shepherd so the biggest sale in the end times is going to be this promise that there is no more pain no more sorrow no more aging or no more death this is something that is part and parcel of the human condition and just in case you're new to the faith or in case you haven't yet received these basic teachings age pain, sorrow, death, and pain are part of the human condition, not because God is evil. So there's this prevailing wisdom that people will say, oh, somebody got raped, you know, but then um, she said, they said she was a Christian. So why did that happen to her? You know, or why did that Christian family that was on their way to the airport have an accident and nobody survived? Or people say much more often, why is this world full of all these bad things? If God was here, then, then why, why would he let these things happen? And these people always skip over the participation of humanity in sin. And this is something that when it comes to me, I never let it fly as you probably have picked up by now on this channel. So I never let people get away with skipping over the part that made the world bad and then start blaming God. So on the master's voice, that will never happen. Whenever anyone asks, why is there pain? Why is there murder? Why is there rape? Why is there lying? Why do people call old people on the phone and scam them of their life savings? Whatever it is, we must look to humanity itself. Humanity is the one that perpetrates these crimes. And why does humanity do these things? Because humanity is inherently sinful. Humanity exchanged the garment of righteousness, which is Christ Jesus himself, and decided that they wanted to be their own gods. They decided that the information, blessing, fruitfulness, and dominion that God gave to them in the Garden of Eden was not sufficient for them. They decided that they would participate in being one of the first four groups and listen to the serpent who is by nature beguiling, deceiving, a liar, a thief, and a robber who was trying to break into the sheepfold. And they allowed him. 
Now, some may say, oh, they allowed him because they were tricked and they were beguiled. And this is true, but they also allowed him because the rising of pride in the heart of man decided to believe a lie over the truth. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11, all over again. Those who receive the lie and the deceivable lying wonders shall perish by them. That's what that scripture says in a paraphrased form. And so the world is in its fallen state and the world has pain, sorrow, aging, death, loss, betrayal, and many other painful things because we as a conglomerate being, human beings, cause this to be a part of our world. This is not the world that God made. This is the world we have. And the, we have this world because we're here. So what is Satan going to do? I was asking, is he a philanthropist? Is Satan the next I'm going to change this world guy. I care about you people so much that I want to make it better for you. He is not. He is a deceiver and he plays on the pride of the human heart because he himself is a prideful being. Therefore, Satan will make humanity an offer that they can't refuse. But as the Lord was saying here is that he promised all these things first. God promised first to us. A world of no more pain, no more sorrow, no more aging, no more death when we are with him. So if anyone climbs into the sheepfold offering these things ahead of times, he is a liar. He is a thief. He has come to rob something. And what is the thing that Satan is trying to rob in these end times? Satan is trying to rob the human soul. So people, if you're looking at this, if you can only take one thing away from these messages, wondering why are we hearing so much about fallen angels? Why are we hearing so much about Nephilim? Why do we keep having to hear about alien hybrids and hybrid babies? Anything that is not human cannot be saved. It is incapable of salvation and without salvation, no one shall see God. So basically, Satan is trying to make sure that he can create every other type of thing except the type of thing that can go to heaven. Satan is trying to see, it that, see to it that God gets as few fruit out of his garden as possible. God is the only one that can take away crying, pain, sorrow, and death. But as we will hear in these prophecies, Satan is going to make the strongest case that he can, that he will be able to do it. And in those days, as the Lord has been telling me, there will be raging ethical and moral debates. So what am I talking about? This is where we look at commitment to the faith. I've already spoken about groups that can be easily taken away, ending, of course, with the elect. So if these are all the other groups that can e easily fall to deception, then the elect would be these standing here against all odds. But if there is no commitment to the faith of Jesus Christ, and you cannot be committed to this faith unless you know the word of this faith, which is the Bible, then it will be very easy to fall on, to quote some famous TV talking heads, the wrong side of history. So a lot of people in this mortal body are concerned with falling on the wrong side of history, but there's only one right side of history, and that is the side that the Lord Jesus Christ keeps. So there's only one right side, for instance, of the abortion debate. That is the side the Lord Jesus Christ keeps. Since he is the only one who can create life, he is the only person who is qualified to make a final decision on how life should go out of the body. So 
If we are thinking that now there are divisions in society because of the COVI and all the things that they have brought, this is what God has been bringing to my heart, that he will set a sword in the earth that will set father against son and mother against daughter. And the, a man's enemies will be those of his own household. The, the ethical and the moral debates that are going to come in the future will tear households apart, will tear long-lasting friendships apart. If you think perhaps that you have been rejected by your friends, rejected by your family, if we think that this early rejection that has some people grieving so hard that they can't just get over it and realize that there is a separation, a sword in the earth right now, separating even a mother and her own son who have never really had arguments, but now they will find themselves on different sides of very different debates. And these debates are not going to be even about the questions that we deal with now, such as who should really wear dresses and who should not. This is going to be about the coming of clones. This is going to be about the coming of people who are not people, beings who don't have souls, should they be allowed to amalgamate into society? Should they be allowed to marry? Should they be allowed to vote? Should they be allowed to hold jobs? These are the questions, hybrid rights, clone rights, Nephilim rights. And you are going to find at least here in the United States that the government will come down emphatically on their side, not because the government really may want to, but because they absolutely have no choice. I shared in an older video that this government is hiding the fact that they know about these things and they also lack the ability to control them. And this too is the fruit of pride because you have to be prideful to think that you can strike, put out your hand and strike a deal with Satan and that you will come out on top in that deal. This is the work of unsound thinking, to think that you can do a deal with creatures that lie they lie from the womb, or should I say they also lie from the test tube, that you can strike a deal with so, such people and that they will uphold their end of the deal, that they will stick to the terms of the deal and that they will actually give you the outcome you expect. Satan is incapable of truth. That's why the Bible called him the father of lies. He is the father of lies. But in pride, people receive Satan's offerings. And then when those offerings become like clamps, that begin to take life out of the soul. Then people begin to cry out and say, but this is difficult. So these moral and ethical questions are coming and the Lord says that they will split the nations as people sharply separate on different sides of these questions. And one day these things will be all over the news. I said it, it will almost seem like a miracle. It will almost seem like an overnight topic and focus of this nation for sure, and I guess everywhere else. Everyone will be talking about it and everyone will have to pick a side, for or against. It will be impossible to have a middle ground. Understand in the end times, there is no middle ground. There are only people who will serve God, people who will serve the devil. All middle ground people will eventually separate into those two camps. So there basically is no middle ground. So. Before this prophecy came to me, I was seeing glimpses in that, in that month, January, I kept seeing glimpses at the corner of my eye as if there was a person there. And this person was a pig. This was a person who was a pig. I think they had normal hands, but I can't be sure. 
because the baby that I saw definitely had hoof hands and hoof feet. But this was a person, but the person's face was a pig. This person was wearing a letterman jacket. So the kind of jacket that college, college girls and boys wear when they're on sports teams, they were wearing dark wash jeans and normal sneakers. And they had a serious look of hatred on their face. So they were looking at me. They weren't looking at someone else. They were looking at me and they were looking at me with hatred and suspicion. And whenever I would see this person out of the corner of my eye doing something and I see this image, it made me very uncomfortable. I felt a strong feeling, a strong vibe of evil from this person. And the morning that God decided to finally break this open and start talking to me about why I'm seeing a pig person in broad daylight was not a good one because as soon as I opened my eyes, I'm lying down and as soon as I open my eyes, I'm looking at a scene in front of me, a hybrid pig child baby thing had just been born. And I saw a woman from about, you know, I was watching her from the side back. So a side profile also from the back and from about here downward. And I saw, you know, when a woman is looking at a newborn and the entire scene is just radiating love and just radiating care and just radiating, um, interest. Sorry for the light. I'm going to try and do this before the light completely fades, but there was so much love coming out of this woman towards this pig. It was a pig wrapped in a swaddling blanket and she was looking at it. She was in a white nurse uniform and I didn't know she was the creator or just the caretaker in the hospital or whatever, but she was holding this creature and I saw the care and it had the proper pig face, the short ears, the snout, the hooded eyes, but the, the body of this creature was very slender. So it had a slender, proper baby's body, but the hands and feet, um, were, were definitely, um, pig yet the arms and legs was person. And this creature was trying to communicate with this woman. So I did not say that it was snorting or making pig sounds. It was trying to form words. It had this garbled speech and this woman was trying to listen to it. So it was not a new newborn baby, but it was maybe a few months old, but it was trying to talk to her. It was trying to make speech and the sound that it was making made me angry. I, I don't know. It's just a visceral um, anger that came out of me. This is like abomination. It should not be. And so um, there were quite a few words, a few words that you could make out that were coming out of this pig. And I was very irritated and upset to be seeing this first thing in the morning. And the Lord spoke to me. And this is what he said. There will be a huge increase in genetic hybrids in the end times man-made mixed genetic creations of pig with human DNA and even rodents with human-like abilities. Pig DNA is a favorite DNA for experiments because it very closely mimics human DNA. Changes to the human genome are very easy to track when you use pig DNA. So scientists favor it, and there will be very big advances in this type of study. Pig people will become a reality. Rodents also will be given heightened capability by binding them with human intelligence. Rats, this is rats and possums and chipmunks and all the rest of it, will become highly intelligent and intuitive. But this is just the tip of the iceberg to where genetic testing is going. Ethics will be scrapped completely as a no holds barred form of hybridization hits the market 
and the scientific community. So if I can focus on nothing else, you can read this prophecy on themastersvoice.com. Just go to Google and type in the Master's Voice Prophecy blog and it will take you there. Or you can check the URL below. There's a drop-down menu and you will find the link to this prophecy there. The last sentence that ethics will be scrapped completely and there's going to become a wild scramble of no holds barred types of hybridization in the market and the scientific community basically is telling you that after these people have gotten us used to dolly the sheep and other such things, there will be no limits to what they will hybridize. There will be no limits to what they will try to bend. I to blend. I've already spoken about the chimeras that can even be a man with wolf capabilities. So this can be a person who can be a total normal man who will go out into the field, maybe to take out a target. And he and the other four Navy SEALs are going to go as far as they can. And then when it gets too dangerous, when they get to the target's house or the target's palace or presidential house, wherever, then they're going to let that man go forward alone. And the vision that I saw was that this man took off his clothes. He took off everything. So his head was like wolf-like with the nose and everything. He stripped off and he had a man's body. And then he went into the trees and he went off to complete that mission alone. No gun, no night scope, no everything. Just an upright walking wolf and the rest of the team waited back with their guns and their night scopes and all the things that ordinary humans need when they go to complete missions. And they were confident that this man would complete the mission and come back to them unharmed. So no holds barred means nothing is off the books. It means nothing is too gross to grow in the lab. It means that nothing is too bad. So taking this thing's stem cell or taking that thing's stem cell and not publishing it to the public, not telling the public, hey, we're actually going to do this. Nothing will be too wrong to the scientific and tech and entrepreneurial community that works in these areas. Nothing will be inexcusable to them. So this is something that God wants us to know. So when I saw this, I just, I, the pictures kept coming and the scene kept replaying. And I've already shared that when God continues to emphasize a thing, he is meaning to let us know that it will surely be. It is not a discussion. It is not a, but do you think it is surely going to happen? And so I began to see other images, but they were blurred. And I was grateful to God that they were not crisp because some of the things that I see, if they are crisp, they would be very damaging to the person seeing them. Sometimes God even puts horrible things in cartoon form. He puts them in cartoon form so that they are not as damaging as they would be as if I was watching uh, an HD scene. And what I saw was animals that were being coaxed to talk in labs. So they had already been made and now their makers were in the labs trying to get them to make sounds and have conversation. And I saw a duck, I saw a duck that they were trying to coax to use its vocal cords and the lab people were repeating to the duck what they wanted it to say and the duck was trying to say it and I saw quite a few other pig animals also trying to talk and the pig animals have the worst speech at least until they perfect it 
it it was just a horrible sound that they were making and the next scene i saw was people protesting in the streets so this protesting in the streets has appeared in quite a few prophecies already there's one called um transhumanit transhumanism synthetics and the real id um, where God gave three different types of prophetic words and under transhumanism, I saw these protests. Society is going to erupt because of these things. People are going to be really mad and really upset. And people were saying this should not be done at all. So there was a lot of uproar and people were saying this is wrong, this is immoral, it should not be done. And there were other people who were just as angry and saying that the animals have rights. People were saying that the animals have the right to be the best that they can be. People were even saying, how do we know what the animals have to teach us? How do we know what the animals want to say? We should let them work on the animals' vocal cords so that they can tell us what it's like to be animals and they can tell us how we feel, how they feel, I guess, as we fry them for dinner and things like that. And this just goes to show you. Let me, let me really point out what is important here. This goes to show you that one of the things God has always been talking about is how a form of madness will take over this world before the end times. So if you are a person like myself, who enjoys logical conversation and logical flows of thoughts and people who think about what they want to say before they say it, you will be out of luck in the end times because the form of arguments that will be advanced, when you hear them, you will be almost utterly unable to answer for thinking, how is this processing in the upstairs? of these people. And this is Romans chapter one. Please go and read Romans chapter one. It is good for the soul. For God says that thinking themselves wise, they became darkened in their understanding. Someone who is darkened in their understanding is a fool. And the Bible even says that in Romans chapter one, that they will become utter fools. So God created this world and he gave us dominion over it and said that we should look after the animals. But in the end times, we will be told, let science improve the animals' lives and let us find out what they have to teach us. And so I saw people carrying big slogans and things like that in the city, protesters just flooding the streets, campaigning for the hybrids and protesting against the hybrids. A type of madness took hold of the world and everywhere everyone had something to say about it. And so these are the revelations of the Lord Jesus Christ that people are going to, in the last days, do things that God never intended for man to do, and they are going to let things out of the box that should never have been tampered with. So in case anyone always complains, or in case you hear another person in Christian conversation, or just in general conversation, saying that they disbelieve in a God because the world is broken and faulty, then you can simply remark that the world is in its current condition because of the actions of humanity against humanity and no one else, and we haven't even seen how bad it will get. Thank you for being with me. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. Excuse the light changes sometimes. This is the only time that I can get. God bless you and may this channel warn, teach, prepare, and grow you in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Yah, and the Holy Spirit first and foremost. 
read the word of God and lay it like bricks in your heart. Because when these suggestions and propaganda and pressurizing systems arise, just rewind the video and listen carefully to the part where I listed the four types of people that will fall and how Satan will endeavor with all his supernatural demonic power to even fish members out of the fifth group. God bless you. Thank you for supporting this channel. God bless to all of you who support the master's voice. Um, you can find the information for the blog for you to read all prophecies. I strongly recommend, please read these prophetic words for yourself. And until I see you again, God bless. Goodbye.